I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And welcome to our Christmas special, our Christmas extravaganza, the Podakesis podcast coming to you Christmas time. We're so excited about it. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, I am joined by your best friends and this year's Mall Santas, Jim Morrow and Alan Kaysen. Hey, What's the subtitle of this podcast is How Brett hey, Maddox yeah, Stole Christmas. <laughs> I was going to call us bread and the two elves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> did that into just happen? Content. Yeah, let's just uh, move into it. Anyway, it is the Christmas special for the Podakesis podcast. We're so glad that you Podakumans are joining us. And today what we want to do is just tell you uh, what we uh, what we love about Christmas. I think all three of us uh, really do love this time of year. It means so much to us for many different reasons. And so uh, we're going to talk about what Christmas means to us and why it matters. And so, uh, man, Alan, Jim, let's just jump right into it. Um, What do you love about this time of year? I'll tell you what I love about this time of year is that three days after Christmas, it's my birthday. Boom. (laughs) And if if you'll remember from episode one, what Jim had to say about Alan, it's always about Alan. Alan, Alan. Alan, Thank you very much. There's no better way to explain Christmas than it's about me. So... Oh, my. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So well, all you pot of humans, give a birthday shout out to our very own Alan Kaysen. So that's three days. So that's what, December 28th, if I'm doing my... Yes, uh, if, if uh, math is the same way that when it was, although it's not the same way when I was in school. But anyways, <laughs> yes, three days afterwards is December 28th. So we Alan know is that... accepting iTunes gift cards and gift certificates to Travel Apple Store. And the Apple Store. Actually, the, the Apple, Apple Store. Store. That's, what he's, that's what he's looking for. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so Alan's got his reasons for loving Christmas and it's about himself. Jim, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I'll leave my serious ones until the end. I love, uh, my, my children just love this season. Um, you can kind of feel it in the air cause it's getting a little colder, a little dark. Um, it just has some great nostalgia. Um, and then I just learned to love, uh, celebrating the birth of Christ. We had a, an, I don't know if y'all ever did this, but in my home church, we had a series of Christmas Eve services, and one of them was 1115 in the old chapel. So we view a midnight service. Mm-hmm. Um, and now now I don't want to do one now. <laughs> but <laughs> I just love those times. They're really, really special. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. I'm I'm very nostalgic anyway. I just I always are thinking about the past and whatnot, not like dwelling on it, but that is, uh, especially this time of year is always very 
nostalgia oriented for me. Um, and, um, I'm, it just makes me so thankful. I love, I love, uh, what my kids go through. They like seeing them get excited and anticipation for Christmas day is, uh, is awesome. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I love too, is that I've in the recent years that really I have started, uh, um, really focusing in on is the preparation period to Christmas. Um, in the church world, we call that Advent. And, I thought you meant uh, Christmas shopping and running well, out of tape. Well, in the, in the commercial world, we call it shopping Black and Friday. Black Friday and all that <laughs> stuff. But uh, being a pastor in the church world, the Advent season of preparation, of focusing in on those themes of of peace and hope and joy and love, um, focusing in on why Christ came, why Christmas is important, all this stuff, um, looking at the old stories from the Gospels, and all, but also from the Old Testament, from Isaiah and the Psalms mm-hmm. and others. Um, this becomes a very important time of year for me. It's almost like it's a... Um, a, a, a renewal time. You know, you just get so worn out from ordinary time that that long period after Pentecost that this is a renewing time of just kind of refocusing, getting my thoughts back uh, mm. together. And plus, I get to eat all the fudge oh, and hot the food and the the hot chocolate, and it's guilt free. Um, it's in the Bible. It's in Third Hezekiah, but it says during the holidays <laughs> there are no calories, and so you just yeah, eat I all thought that, that you was want. From Second Fallacies, it could be Second Fallacies. I'm not that yeah. it's the it's apocryphal but hey it works for yeah. uh I was from second suggestions, second <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> hey so listen this is really weird um i don't know if this happened for any of y'all but i kind of feel the liturgical seasons as they come around um they kind of get in my bones this year i may have been ready for advent more than any other mm. and there's a line i think it's oh holy night um and you've probably seen this running around the internet but there's one lyric that says uh, the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. Mm. And I thought, that's exactly what my spirit needs. Yeah. And so it's like a very weird inner thing for me, too. I've been ready for it. And I think because as we celebrate Advent and look towards Christmas, we're not only looking towards his first coming, but the second coming of the Lord, right, right. Um, where you cry out, thank you and come back. That's right. <laughs> right. right. It's like, you know, and if we ever needed the start of a new year, mm. um, it would be in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's what Advent does. Advent kicks off the new Christian year. Right. Um, not so on happy our, new year, everybody. So happy new year. Right. So it's not on our January, December calendar, but it is on our Christian calendar. Advent right. kicks that off. So, um, yeah, I, you know, it's kind of like when you January 1st, you, you make new new year's resolutions you're going to do better this year you know mm-hmm. all those other things well advent's the kind of way to refresh reset um mm-hmm. get our hearts and minds uh sort of right yeah, and I, I love that idea of, of restarting. We see that, man, all over the Old Testament, kind of this anticipation for a restart, Those, particularly those passages out of Isaiah that get preached a lot during this time of year and taught a lot. Uh, comfort, oh, comfort my people. Hmm. Um, uh, unto us a child is born. Unto us son is given. The government will rest upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Um, th- these these lines uh, throughout about um, restoration, restoring the land, restoring uh, the nation, the joy that comes out of this Sunday. I'm preaching on when uh, Psalm 126. That is a joy a song about joy of restoration, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so it, th- these themes that move right out. I love. It is a new year. There's new hope. There's new beginnings. There's take- a what. There's new hope. 
a new, new hope. hope. A new hope. A new hope. This is the this way. is the way. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and so, so it yeah. Go ahead. So what you're telling me here is that Christmas is not about me. That's Alan. We're very that, sorry. Yes. I, told I hate you, to this break was, the nose. This, the nose this the title news. of this episode is. You just broke my nose and the news. <laughs> the news. I hate this, to break your Christmas. nose, but. Brett stole Christmas. Me. Brett stole Christmas from you. I All right, did. guys. You guys go on with the podcast for a little bit. I got to take a little break. That was a little too much for me. So. All right, he needs Al- a little pastoral care. Alan's heart needs to grow three sizes. <laughs> so, um, so uh, but let's let's talk some fun stuff, and then we'll get yes. into the why this matters. Because I think part of the joy of this time of year is some of that stuff that's just our favorite stuff that might not be uber spiritual. It might not even be spiritual at all. It, it's more just uh, just fun things. So um, I want to talk about kind of our favorite like movies and songs and you know food and drink and uh you know where we stand on christmas lights tacky or classy and and talk about a few of our family traditions that is so the most important things about christmas this is what you want to talk about right yeah now. exactly right this okay. is the stuff in alan's wheelhouse anyway yes. so we'll uh uh we'll we'll hit that first so let's talk about our favorite christmas songs and maybe even throw in if you have a least favorite christmas songs uh christmas shoes anyway so we'll just see <laughs> if you have <laughs> any <laughs> if you have any uh so favorite either, christmas songs. I, I think you're either a fan of christmas shoes or you're not a fan of christmas shoes yes. there's no like in between yeah that is absolutely that there's is right no methodist there. middle in that one there's That's no a- <laughs> methodist middle what about where where are you christmas uh faith hill uh-huh um anyways it wasn't wasn't that was like um it was in was in the live action version of the Grinch with um Oh was it? Oh it was. Yeah, I think that is right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's it's pretty good. Get it you, is pretty good. Get you, yeah. get you right here. It really right, does. Get you. Right here. We had a staff member here years ago. So we do a, a traditionally outside of COVID days, we do a big outreach to our community where we'll have about 1,500 to 2,000 people come through our doors to get like sweaters and toys and uh, a meal and that kind of stuff from our just our um, our homeless community and our, uh, you know, the people who need some extra help for the holiday season. And we've been doing this for about 20 years now. When I first came on staff here, we had a staff member who, uh, while they were waiting in the sanctuary, we do music and a welcome and all that kind of stuff. And they very, you know, innocently got up and started singing some Christmas songs for the kids and all. And they started singing, um, I'm getting nothing for Christmas, that 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 oh, song. Yeah. And I was like, uh, no, you got you can't sing that song in here because that has a whole new meaning with this t- with what yes. was going on. So uh, yes, some of these song Christmas songs. What about, may- um, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas"? Oh my is gosh! You, right? uh, I mean, don't you guys love that song, uh, Alan? I bet you're I bet you're dancing to it like every day. Well, this I, I I'm thinking about all the songs that get stuck in my head that That's, I want to get yeah, out as quickly yeah. as possible. I have a buddy of mine who he has a game every every Christmas season where it's like um, he tries to go the longest period he can without getting stuck hearing that song Mm -hmm. Um, that he like, you know, and so his friends try to trap him um, in places where he's got to listen to it. So my wife and I cannot stand that uh, John Lennon Christmas song. Um, uh, Oh gosh. uh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue, but uh, um, uh, so this is Christmas. 
Um, and we cannot stand that song. It comes on the on the radio station here in town, on the Christmas radio station here in town, and we we play. Like, who's the quickest that can change it? Because it's just oh, we can't we cannot stand that. So song. here's here's a pet peeve of mine with Ooh. Christmas music. Um, so and, okay, so Christian radio stations who yeah. flip over to Christmas music, you know, like at Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. But they start including music that is not Christian, you know, like um, <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Or right. Frosty Ru- the Snowman. During the rest of the year, they would never include anything right. secular. But during Christmas, it becomes Christmas trees and, and everything else. So right. Uh, right. that's my little pet peeve. Um, now, if they play Mariah Carey, that's fine with me. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got a weird one, and it all started because of a meme that I saw. I actually saw it the other day, but it's been it, the idea has been up there for years. Um, and it's got a picture of Mary, and it says, "Mary, did you know?" And at the bottom has a picture of like this old ancient icon of the angel Gabriel, and she said, "Yes, Gabriel told me." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! That's actually one of my favorites. That and Oh Holy Night are two of my big, uh, the big ones that I that I really oh, just Holy love Night every just year. Gets me. It gets me every time. Absolutely. Um, Carrie Underwood's new Christmas album this year is really really good, um, and she does a, uh, a song on there, Little Drummer Boy, with her son Isaiah. Can she I think, sing? I wasn't there. I wasn't. Um, yeah, she can sing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, she, okay. She, she's checking. doing all right for herself. I was just checking. Yeah. Well, I mean, once she let Jesus take the wheel and all. <laughs> All right, hands down, my favorite new take on a classic Christmas song is John Mark McMillan's Silent Night, Smile in the Mystery. Hmm. And we should link to it in the show notes because it is breathtakingly beautiful. Show notes. Show notes. Show Show notes. notes. Christmas show notes. Christmas show notes. Um so John Mark uh, McMillan actually has a whole Christmas EP that he put out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. There's also a group that's called um, The Future of Forestry. It sounds weird. Um, and I don't know if, if he's still putting out, but he would put out Advent and Christmas albums every year that were just phenomenal new takes. Um, just to update the music and give a little extra yeah. feel or groove. Yeah. Just fantastic. That's cool. I also, because uh, I, I'm a, I'm, I have an affinity towards kind of like rock and roll and guitar stuff and kind of some classic metal and stuff like that in my just normal everyday musical life. Um, love like kind of rock Christmas, um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra type stuff oh, yeah. and some others. Um, I really hold, and there's some really good stuff on iTunes uh, with some rock Christmas that's real fun to listen to as well. Okay, second pet peeve in uh, my attempt to be a Grinch <laughs> and ruin everybody's Christmas. You are a Grinch. <laughs> um, away in a manger. No crying he makes? Uh, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I got yeah. three kids at home. I yes, that, that's not home. true. Yeah. Not true. <laughs> not true. I don't, I don't even, I don't care that he's Jesus. I mean, Jesus <laughs> cried. Jesus cried in the manger. I'm telling you. Oh, um, gosh. So there you go. You're welcome, everybody. There you go. I think go. Alan's going to make a new t-shirt that says, if Jesus wept at the tomb, he cried in the manger. <laughs> oh, 
that's actually kind of catchy. That's kind of catchy. So, yeah. uh, hey, uh, so for all of y'all listening out there, um, and you see all the traditional manger scenes, uh, head on over to Israel when the country and world opens back up, and I'll show you a real manger hewn out of stone and stuck in a cave. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hewn. By the way, hewn. Here. Brought to you by Christmas this year. Hewn. <laughs> Hewn. Um, so, uh, so yeah, some great songs. Hey, um, as you hold yes, on, yeah. for a podcast called Podakesis, we sure do hate <laughs> the vocabulary. <laughs> what are words? Yeah, words? Yes. words, words, I words. got lots of them. I know well, lots I'll tell of you, words. We, I we heard just... once that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Which is uh, Jim's way of saying, let's put it back on track, boys. Put okay. it back on track. No, that's my way of dropping <laughs> random biblical knowledge every that's right. turn. So, uh, uh, hey, as you're listening to this podcast, put in our Facebook uh, uh, or Twitter account, Facebook, wherever you can comment what some of your favorite Christmas songs are and maybe what some of your non-favorite, yes. non-favorite, uh, right, not so favorite. Works. Yeah, that works. Okay. Christmas songs are. All right. So also, this is this tis the season to be watching movies. And Alan, uh, what's your pet peeve about movies? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, there's a lots of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the age old question, I like this. I need to bring, I need to bring some history to the pot of Keys's podcast um, is the age old question is die hard, a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the quite the, the answer to that is no. Oh, because yes. It's not a Christmas movie. It's about a group of people held in captivity, awaiting a savior to come to rescue them. It is therefore an Advent movie. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. In our own Brett Maddox, in a comment on Twitter of last year, responded to someone who made this comment that he's not wrong. So, um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, you went back deep, yes. brother. Yes. <laughs> he just did yes. oppo research on yes. you. Yes. <laughs> Is wow! That a, do you? I'll, have a, I'll post. The, we'll post the picture in the show pick, notes. Pick in the show notes. <laughs> do, do, did did you, you have? Do you have owned. a dossier on me working here? What is yes. going? On? <laughs> this is this is why you need to be careful. Oh about my what you say about me. Well, the fair enough. Christmas fair enough. Ever is Elf. I oh, love it. I yes. quote it all the time. Your breath smells like beef and cheese. You <laughs> on a throne of lies. Love it. Oh, I, I love it too. It's one of my favorite, my absolute favorite. And it's one that it can be somewhat controversial as well as being a Christmas movie, although a large portion of it does take place during Christmas time. It's, it's a wonderful life. Um, it takes place during Christmas time, but it has like his entire life going on through it. So mm. I've seen some arguments that this really wasn't, a, but it is definitely a Christmas movie. I mean, it's about redemption. It's about there's so many great themes and it's a wonderful life. And I always watch it a couple of times every year. Yeah. Elf has no themes. It's just funny. It is just funny. Absolutely. Um, um, I'm a big home alone fan. Yeah. Home alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then over the last, you know, I don't know, eight, 10 years, pick a star Wars movie because they've all come out during Christmas. That's so, right. Yes. Um, there is not a necessarily Star- a Christmas movie, but they've all come out during Christmas. Right. And some of them have been coal in our stocking. Don't at me. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Jim Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, a Lego Star Wars Christmas thing on Disney Plus. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I started it. Haven't finished it. 
So uh, Christmas Vacation, always funny, always funny to watch and, and just to quote through. And, of course, our tradition in our family with movies Uh-oh. is on Christmas Eve up to Uh-oh. Christmas Day is to continue watching A Christmas Story. So we get in on that, and we See. just continue working through. You two don't like I that? That is my oh, best. That Pete, number three, I do not like A Christmas Story. Oh. Mainly... Because back in the day, when you only had like TNT or TBS, it would play constantly yes. for 24 oh, hours, and it drove TV. me nuts. Yeah. I watch it eight times, one time a year. Matthew Gaines <laughs> in my church, I'm very sorry, because he just received for his birthday the the lamp <sighs> with the leg. Uh-huh. It, yes. The, and anyway, so he's a big fan. So I'm sorry, Matthew. But it's fragile. Anyway. It's fragile. I'm not anti-fan. I'm just anti-Christmas story. Oh my god! Now, if you take that out of context, I'm about to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair For enough. The same Christmas reason. story, the movie. The that's going to be the. That's going to be the uh, the clip. The I'm going to clip out and send to the to the bishop. So um, that's right. Um, do y'all remember from the 80s? There was this funky. Uh, Christmas movie called uh, Santa Claus the movie. Um, did y'all ever watch that? It had like John Lithgow and Dudley Moore no. in it, and it was really kind of. It tried to be the kind of like this fantasy, uh, like uh, like a kind of a true story of Santa Claus, but it became mm. it. it I, it's a favorite of mine, but it get got panned hard by the critics and others, and it's kind of like a cult classic now in many ways. Well, but uh, maybe that's why I don't know it because I'm not in a cult. <laughs> that's oh my goodness so yeah okay um so let's just move on um uh, yeah so there's a so, so what are your favorite uh potty cubans what are your favorite movies um and where do you stand on the great uh die hard uh argument and um yeah i think i think he's right it's more of an advent uh flick than it is a a, a christmas flick um and so there you go uh favorite christmas food and drink like what do y'all what do you love like this you what is what's your go-to chocolate yes absolutely listen i i am of the firm belief that the company that makes reese's does as a different recipe at christmas time because those christmas tree reese's cups Mm -hmm. are the best Mm-hmm. and little debbie christmas tree cakes yes Ooh. those yes. are better than any yes. around yeah. little debbie cake have um, you had the chocolate ones they're I have not but i will by the time i get home they're primo i mean it's delicious yes absolutely and okay. eggnog well this oh, and yes. this is eggnog, like yes. not politically correct so i apologize to the pot of humans but it's the only name that i know it by it's called it's called white trash yes and, yes uh, <laughs> it's the uh like pretzels and uh-huh. um m&ms yes and uh is peanuts it, it, and, and then it's white probably, chocolate yeah. that's all it's all like it's like a trail mix but like with white chocolate and anyways it's so good it's it is so good popcorn popcorn's in there too it is so good and it is politically correct to say it because it's delicious so okay. just that's how that oh. works. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Buc- <laughs> I don't know if Buckeyes are seasonal, but the only time I've ever had them are at Christmas time. I love those. Chocolate covered peanut butter. Is that what you're talking about? Close. Okay. Yeah, it's got yeah, like yeah, a flaky yeah. texture to it. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, love. I'm also Jim. I'm with you. Eggnog, eggnog all day long. Love it. Love the stuff. So oh, yeah, so good, so good. Um, Christmas lights. What? What's your take on Christmas light and Christmas decorations? Are you the tacky or the classy? Uh, Giant, colorful bulbs that blink whenever they want. Ooh, 
All right. But then so, again, I grew up in the 80s, so that's what <laughs> yeah. we do. I yeah. think it depends. You know, it depends on your setting, but um, I lean more nowadays more towards classy. Classy, classy. You know, my, my, my honest preference is the least labor intensive. Amen. <laughs> well, that's for us at the house. I agree with that. What I like to go look at at other people's oh, work. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the, see, that's what we're talking about. That's the, yeah. Yeah, I want to yes. see, I want to see blow ups. I want to see <laughs> yes, twinkling. I want to see, I want to see lights that are coordinated to, to music. Yes, yes, yes. I yes, want yes. you to put me on. Give me a show, people. Give me yes. a show. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Give me a show. <laughs> Especially in these COVID days when we're stuck in our car. Yeah, I mean, but granted, you could do that with all white lights or yep. colorful lights. Yep. But give me a show. So we had wow. a um, a couple years ago, not too long ago, there was a show on ABC that was the like the Christmas lights uh, battle or whatever, and it, they would put two houses up against each other and who had the the best Christmas lights. Yeah. A, a house out of Columbus went in on that, and oh, it was wow. aw- it was awesome. Um, and, so yeah. um, I would fa- I, I, yeah I need to mention mm-hmm. here in Metter Guido Gardens. Um, seeds of the sower mm-hmm. um they um do a big light show or they yeah. well they they decorate their gardens area with yeah. lights and it's it's an attraction that people come to during the holidays and i think they're starting next week and through the end of december yeah and here in columbus part. uh up in pine mountain area is callaway gardens and they do their big fantasy and lights it's really pretty and nice to drive through so absolutely i am a the tackier the better the tackier like of other people's stuff i, I just want to see it all <laughs> i uh, want your stuff to be tacky but mine's gonna be chill they're, they're fair enough fair enough <laughs> i love going yeah. to houses eat different houses each year to see what they've added hey they didn't have that last year or wow look what they've done yeah i love doing that too that must be a new family that moved in <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> um what are some of your family traditions? Like, uh, uh, and a couple of ways of doing this is, uh, what did you, so when you got married, what did you bring in from your family into the marriage? And then what were some things maybe that you started um, as your own family unit? Like, what are some traditions that you, have been built up over the years for you guys? Um, I don't, I don't know how much I actually brought with me. Um, we, I think we, we had started opening more gifts or at least one gift on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe all of them so, so that we could sleep in. As I got yeah. older, <laughs> so that we could sleep in, you know, right. and I had to worry about. Um, so we so Christmas Eve, we do a box. We have a box that our family opens and it's got new it's got new Christmas PJs, it's got a candy for everybody, it's got popcorn, it's got a family game and a movie that we watch on Christmas Eve, kind of mm-hmm. like what you talked about, Brett, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to do that some in between the Christmas services or communion that I offer. as right. um, During the month of December, Kristen wraps a Christmas book for every day. So every night our, our kids open up a Christmas book oh, and we read that as a family. Um, this year, um, we eat the kids have some a little gift to open up every every morning mm-hmm. and it started it started with a um hunter has a uh, 
Lego Harry Potter Lego advent calendar that he is opening yes. up. Nice. Um, and so every day he has a new Lego figure or something to put together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We have a lot of Christmas traditions. Um, oh, last thing. After Christmas Eve communion, we go to Waffle House. Yeah. To eat, and we go look through the Guido Gardens lights. That's what we do on Christmas nice. Eve. Nice. That night. Nice. So I could go on. We have a lot. We do yeah, yeah. Lot. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, you said you didn't have much. You love this time but of no, year. I didn't, I, we didn't have a lot. I, I didn't bring a lot into the marriage, but in, in within our family now, we've yeah. started a bunch. I mean, I, I kind of uh, just yielded. Like, it was all <laughs> awesome. So uh, I think yeah. basically we have my in-laws family traditions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we did pick up the um, Advent wreath at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really fun. And then um, Kate Green, who... She, she her husband's a pastor here in our annual conference, but she also does work with the if if yeah. conference, and she had had or has her own uh, little personal shop, and she has some daily cards, Advent cards, with like a kid friendly reading picture and questions, and so we like to do that. Um, we we open a gift on Christmas Eve. My aunt Darlene always sends a box of. Uh, a giant box of cookies that she makes, but half the time she just literally throws the cookies in the box (laughs) and ships it. So like, we don't know if we get crumbs or what, and that all kind of starts to taste like each other. Right, right, right. Um, Darlene, if you're listening, I love you. Please still send your box of cookies. Yeah. I mean, he's not saying he doesn't want the cookies. No, no, I'll lick the box. That's exactly right. (laughs) Um, Much like you, Jim, a lot of what we've incorporated comes by uh, from Jessica's side of the family. Um, But we have added the Advent uh, readings and um, uh, uh, time, devotional time, which is important. We took up something a few years ago. So 10 days before Christmas, we go through this book called uh, uh, the, uh, oh, what was it called? The Donkey in the the donkey and the nativity or something like that. And it's like 10 days or 10 readings and you get, this, there's a little figurine and you put it in the stable each day um, and in the manger each day. And so it's kind of like leading up to, and so that's kind of a fun thing that the boys are starting to look to. Um, both the boys have one advent calendar and it's a Lego one that we get every year, uh, uh, Alan. And it's usually a star Wars type uh, Lego calendar or advent calendar. And so the boys go back and forth each night on who puts the little figurine together oh, yeah. and, and, and does that. So that's all. No spoilers here, but if you have the most recent Star Wars calendar and you open up a ship one, it's already assembled and you don't have to work with it. Uh, Next, there's one Christmas tradition that I don't, I just wish we never would have adopted in my entire life. Yeah. Elf on a Shelf. Oh my gosh, we don't do it. So I demanded one change to Elf on the Shelf. I said, we will not have... Uh, surveillance in my house where the kids get uh, punished for doing good or re- uh, rewarded for doing good, punished for doing bad, because Christmas is about the grace and the gift of Jesus Christ. So we're not going to turn Christmas into an earning contest. However, <laughs> still got to move this stupid thing. I mean, sorry, he moves on his own. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's it's magic. Jim, come on. Moves on yes, his he own. does. Yes, yes. I saw I saw several pictures this year where um, they had an elf in a uh, a plastic container with um, a little bottle of hand sanitizer with a sign saying that uh, he had to spend 14 days of quarantine after coming. <laughs> to the North Pole. 
That is so good. That yes. is that that'll you're, take care of your case, problem right there, Jim. In case you're a little bit behind, but you're probably already started. So, yeah. anyways, no, but, no, I mean he could have come in contact with somebody as he was moving. Exactly. Around. Yeah, I mean exactly. While he's been traveling yeah, during the could night, work. absolutely, um, absolutely, he yes. could have come in contact. You know with what? Somebody. If nothing else, this is why we did this podcast. You made my <laughs> life better. <laughs> I mean, there is no scientific data out there that says elves are immune to COVID nineteen. Okay, so we're, I'm saying, okay, okay, you know, I'm just saying, okay. I'm saying you're. I think, I think you're. This is a wise move for you. Jim. I think you're right. Um, our our big one is we love going to look at lights. Uh, we yeah. we we try to every weekend of the Christmas season to go and look at lights all around the city. Go up to Callaway, um, do that. That just becomes a big piece for us. We can talk a lot and laugh a lot in the car, and uh, it's exciting. And the boys love it, and and uh, so do I because I get mesmerized by the lights. So yes, there you go. Let Jessica um, drive. <laughs> that's true. Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, what kind of, what are some of the Potacuman community? What, si- what are some of your favorite traditions in your family that you do um, uh, that are, um, that are, that maybe you brought in from your, when you were a, a child into your family, or maybe one that y'all started um, in your family? Uh, we'd love to know, and you can share with us at our social media um, contacts. Um, I do think, so those are kind of fun. Like that's kind of fun stuff, like the food and the music and the movies and the traditions. And, um, I love that idea about the book, uh, books, Alan, you posted that, uh, a, a couple a week ago or so. And that's just awesome. Um, that your wife does that. And it, I think, I mean, the kids are, your kids will take that into their, you know, adulthood and, and whatnot. So that's a, that's really awesome. Um, but why does, why does this matter? Why does Christmas mm matter um does this season still matter even today is it just too old-fashioned something i've been thinking a lot about as you know our society is changing things are happening there's you know some change is good some change you know whatever whatever but it's has christmas just become too too old-fashioned i guess too commercial charlie brown yeah maybe. hey listen too, no matter yeah. what the Christmas has captivated the world, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I saw one pastor on uh, on Twitter, uh, and you know all the good pastors do their best thinking on Twitter. Uh, um, but he did mention <laughs> there true. are two there are two two sets of Christmases. There's the kind of secular Christmas, and then there's the Christmas <laughs> of the church. But the reality is is that the world is captivated by Christmas, and somewhere along the way, uh, some of our ancestors did a beautiful job telling the story of Christmas in a way that people remember. Um, And so I think it's an even better opportunity to continue to tell um, the story of the incarnation of God and Jesus Christ. Yeah, I I agree with that. And um, part of me, I don't mind the old fashioned, like it it always, within the last few years, it always um, surprised me that ABC would still show the Charlie Brown Christmas with basically the gospel being preached in the, Mm -hmm. you know, towards the end of it. Um, and, but I love that, that millions and millions of people are going to hear what Christmas really is about. And thank you, Charles Schultz for the, the kind of the vision of that, for that Christmas, uh, for that Christmas special, by the way, none of us, none of us three here talked about a Charlie Brown Christmas as our favorite movie, but I think it's kind of understood for me. It is anyway. The the reason that the reason that it's not my favorite is because in my children's theater class in college, we had to dramatize it. (laughs) Um, which meant that we had to watch it for like 12 hours until we got it down word for word into a script. And so I'm kind of, um, you're done. You're done with it. Done. (laughs) I think, um, I think 
what's really neat about this year, 2020, is yeah. is the whole. There's a need for there's a there's a more perceived need yeah. for Advent slash Christmas yeah um and you know the way I build it up in my church was this whole this whole new Christ this new year um and just like we use January one as a reset this this is a reset for us as Christians um because frankly for for most of my ministry it's felt like um um. I, I don't know. Um, Advent has always been Advent slash Christmas. There's actually a season right. of Christmas, not just right, Christmas yeah. Day, but there's a season of Christmas. And we, we, we know that. Um, and then that leads into Epiphany and, and then Lent and then so forth. Um, but we sort of forget about the season of Christmas. Um, frankly, I mean, let's just be honest, like usually after Christmas, attendance is low um, in churches um, until school starts back, which is often after the first Sunday of after the first Sunday in January. So then you got like two or three Sundays where that you're it's kind of iffy on if if anybody's gonna be there. Um and so you don't really including the preacher, by the way. <laughs> sometimes yeah. the pre- absolutely. I mean it's some yeah. it's oftentimes a, a Sunday. Alan always takes off. his birthday off. Well, that's true. Um, but and so you spend m- most of your time, a lot of times during Advent, you're really, you're really talking about Christmas. Um, and it's partly, um, uh, bending the knee to, to culture, uh, in a little, in a little bit, but it's, um, I think this year has been an opportunity to reclaim Advent a little yeah. bit. I like uh, that. That's awesome. yeah. You know, in that, in that vein, I like that. and I wonder if one of the reasons that I'm feeling this season so acutely and, and preciously is Advent and Christmas for me as a pastor, who is kind of brought up into the uh, big events matter culture has always been kind of like the big show, you know, what do we do Christmas Eve? Naturally we celebrate the birth of Christ and worship Mm -hmm. the Lord, but we're also hope to draw big crowds. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not going to happen this year. In fact, um, if I'm not sure I want to draw big crowds because, you know, uh, we're in the middle of a COVID spike and, um, and so with all of that, I didn't realize how much pressure I would carry on starting in Thanksgiving in the ministry, um, putting together events and trying to get people's attention. And this year, it's very different. And guess what? People are still invested in responding. Yes. So I yes. think that I don't know if it's taught anybody else or any other churches that I think it might have a more universal application than just mm-hmm. me. Um, but that is a really precious thing to strip away. Mm-hmm. Some of you know we can decry commercialism all we want, but then you know we have to be stripped of our own uh, vice in the middle of it too. Yeah, I know for me this season, and I agree the the whole Advent season has really come alive for me uh, this year. Um, uh, one of the things I've been thinking about coming as we live through these COVID days is um, is what it's going to be like on the other side of this for the church. Mm. And um, I get questions all the time. Well, aren't you concerned that people just won't come back? And I got to thinking, and I actually preached on this a couple weeks ago um, out of uh, one of the Psalms, which was written during the uh, Babylonian exile that was uh, that I was preaching on. And the history of the Babylonian exile is that the Jews were in Babylon on the other side, basically, of the world for them for 
60 or 70 years. So they're praying this prayer for restoration. And I got to thinking, you know, year one in Babylon, they pray, Lord, restore us. Year five in Babylon, Lord, restore us. Year 10, Lord, restore us. Year 25, a generation dies off. Lord, restore us. Year 50, of course, he should, he should restore us now. It's 50 years. That's year of Jubilee. Let's just, let's, Lord, restore us. And then there's still another two decades left of them being in exile. And at some point, this community, you would think, would just give up. But what we hear is that once uh, Persia comes in, takes over the Middle East, basically, and Cyrus the Great uh, lets the Jews return home, a lot of the Jews don't return home. Mm. They don't. But a remnant group does. And it's from that remnant group that we eventually get Jesus. And so I think about what will our churches look like after COVID is over? We're not going to be in this for 70 years. But it is quite possible that those who return will be the remnant groups that we can build upon. That faithfulness, obedience to the gospel, uh, that, that restoration for God's purposes will continue on. The church will prevail. We're told that already in the, in, the, in the book of Revelation. We know the church prevails because Christ prevails. So this Advent season, I have had tremendous amount of hope restored. And like, like, I'm not worried about the church's future. What I, what I want people to, to ask the question among themselves, not even ask the question of me, are you worried that people will come back? Ask the question among yourself, will I be one of the ones who returns? Will I be part of that remnant group? And I think the Advent season gives us a vision of what that looks like, because so many of the texts that we read from the Old Testament, being Isaiah or the Psalms, come from an, from an exilic community that were not able to be home, but then after a long period of time did return home, and from that, the great hope of Jesus comes. Yeah, they weren't able to worship. Uh, they weren't the way they were normally have been worshiping. Right. In fact, synagogues. That metaphor. Yeah. That's right. Synagogues come out of come the Babylonian the Babylonian yeah. exile because they didn't have the temple. The very language of sacrifice turn, turns from being about animal sacrifice to a sacrifice of heart. Well, so, Jim mentioned earlier that the Advent is is not only remembering that Jesus has come, but um, celebrating and remembering that He's coming again. That's right. And we got to remember that the the Israelites waited thousands of years for the Messiah to come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now we here we are two thousand years plus later, and we're waiting for His second coming. And it is a reminder to 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 continue to wait. It is a reminder. I mean, we haven't we frankly in America we we haven't flexed our perseverance muscles in a long time. Uh, we haven't we hmm. don't get to flex hmm. our patience muscles or our, our waiting muscles. And so, um, 2020 has has shown us um, how weak or how strong those muscles are. And so, it, you know, again, reclaiming Advent, reminding us to be patient, um, mm-hmm. to wait. So, yeah, uh, one of the uh, a quote I forget who said this. I think it was in one of my commentaries that I was looking at. Said, uh, um, "Live your life every day like Christ comes back tomorrow. Prepare your life or plan your life like He comes back in a hundred years." So, you know, we are always ready for him to return, but we also 
plan our lives, the way we live, the way we do discipleship, the way we grow in the Lord, we, as if it could be centuries down the road. We don't give up. We become an actively waiting people. That's the message, right? We, we actively wait. And, um, and we pivot if we need, need to on you know, the culture around us and things like that. But we do not give up on who we are as the people of God and waiting for Jesus to return. And that's the message of Advent that I that has been on my heart and I've been sharing with my people um, over this time. Mm. There's great hope and joy and love and peace in that. So, um, so I think it matters a whole heck of a yeah, lot. I think it matters a lot. And I, and, and you had mentioned into the future of the church. And one thing that I wonder, what I hope we carry away is, um, so what we've learned, say we've just talked about how Advent struck us this year in a very special way mm-hmm. and how it's not about, you know, your slick website, even though we're almost all online at this point, it's right. not about, you know, if you used pyrotechnics or if you had a 40 goats in your live nativity scene, <laughs> um, but the power of the message. Yeah. And I personally, I guess I can only speak for me here. Uh, that's a mature thing to do, which is hard for me. Um, I personally want to keep that and let that grow. I mm-hmm. don't want to turn the corner, have everything kind of get a little more normal, and then rubber band elastic whip back yeah. to the the internally anxious. And I use anxious in a systems way, not in a, not in a psychological way, but the, the inner drive that pastors can get into where I just want people in here so that I feel good about what I'm doing, or I'm affirmed right. in what I'm doing. Uh, I'm glad to see the church start to be stripped of some of that, mm-hmm. even for the church's sake, because churches are just as bad at it as pastors are. Right. So I hope we keep that. I do too. Um, I do too. I agree with you 100% on that. Do you so, know what my favorite Christmas book is actually? What? Have you all ever read I love, I have a new phrase. I like I've read old books by old people. Um, have you ever read Athanasius on the incarnation? Oh yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. It's an old book. It's not long. You can get no. it for free on uh, ccel.org. Or then you can buy an ebook from that same group for like 99 cents. Mm-hmm. It's a really short book. Show notes. Show notes. Show notes. Yes, show notes. we will. Can I read a quote from it? Yes, please do. All right. It's a, it's a slightly extended quote, but the whole idea is that Athanasius reminds us that the incarnation, the fact that God became flesh in Jesus Christ matters, not just so that we can have a holiday, but for all of Christian theology and all of what Christ has done. So he goes from creation to incarnation, to Jesus's life, all the way uh, through the re- resurrection. He says this, he says, suppose the word that is Jesus had come outside of a body instead of inside of it. He would, of course, have defeated death because death is powerless against life, but the corruption inherent in the body would have remained in it nonetheless. Naturally, therefore, the Savior assumed a body for himself in order that the body, being interwoven as it were with life, should no longer remain a mortal thing, enthralled to death, but as endued with immortality and risen from death, should henceforth remain immortal. For once, having put on corruption, it could not rise unless it put on life instead. And besides this, death of its very nature could not appear otherwise than in a body. Therefore, 
he put on a body so that in the body he might find death and blot it out. Now, I know that's a lot of words, and it might not immediately grab onto you, but the story of Christmas being that the word became flesh matters, not just that we could see him and he could live a life like ours, that matters, but it matters because he took on our corrupted flesh, our right. sinful natures. He submitted it to death and being sinless himself, incorruptible himself was able to transform humanity and human flesh into something grand and glorious. And this is where I got the idea from Athanasius that because Jesus took on flesh and ascended into heaven, there is now human flesh in heaven. So I just powerful stuff. So if you get a chance, it it sounds like it might be dense, but it's really not. If you were to sit and maybe read a a paragraph or two a day Mm -hmm. and just chew on it, it's a beautiful piece of early Christian writing. Yeah, Athanasius was very influential in many of the uh, the, the councils and um, became very, very influential in John Wesley's uh, theology. Absolutely. Um, Wesley will quote Athanasius a lot. Um, the uh, That made me think, as you were reading that, of that great line in the Gospel of John. So we know of the Christmas story as told by Matthew, which includes, a, you know, a couple of years later, the wise men come into the story and all. And we know the Christmas story of the Gospel of, Math, of, of Luke that has the angels and the shepherds and all that. Gospel of Mark starts at the baptism of Jesus, so it's not very, there's really not a lot there about the, about the birth of Jesus. But the, the birth story out of the Gospel of John is a cosmic birth story. It's a cosmic where Matthew and Luke are concerned about the human aspects of the birth of Jesus, John is looking at the cosmic aspect of the birth of Jesus. Um, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But toward the end there, or in verse, like, I think it's verse 4, 4 or 5, it says, um, uh, and light came into the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And I know that for many people, perhaps even those of you who are listening uh, now, the holidays, like for me, I love this time of year. Absolutely do. This is the, this is the bright point. Uh, this and Easter are the bright points for me. Is it, in fact, the most wonderful time, time of the time year? Of the year. Oh, That's oh. true. <laughs> but I know for many people, it's not. Mm. Um, this is a difficult time of year. Um, particularly this year, there are almost 300,000 people families who are in the United States alone, who are going into the Christmas season dramatically changed because of COVID and, and all of that. Um, and that, on top of just everything else, this can be a very difficult time of year. But the message of the gospel, the message of Jesus, the reason why Christmas is so important and Advent is so important is because the light has come into the world and darkness has not overtaken it. Hmm. That Jesus is victorious. And friends, the deal about that is, if Jesus is victorious, the church is victorious. We are victorious. The body of Christ is victorious. And so, for me, it's a reminder every year to live in the light that is Jesus Christ, who put on flesh, who came out, who stepped out of heaven, who put on flesh, who bore our sins upon himself, who, 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 um, who, who so loved the world that he would come to 
overtake the darkness itself. And that's the beauty of this time of year. Um, if this is a difficult time of year for you, we'd love to connect with you. You can just email us at, podiche- at questions at podichesis.com and we can connect with you and just pray for, at least just pray for you. That's right. Um, we want to do that. Um, quick, quick resource on that. Yeah. Alan's putting together for his church, uh, Blue Christmas Service, and you, you'll be able to find it at facebook.com slash metterumc. Alan, can you tell us a second about that? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, thanks, Jim. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're doing a Blue Christmas service um, for for those of, just for those of you, uh, for anybody who's who's struggling maybe or um, dealing with loss, um, suffering through this long year that is 2020. Um, it's going to be on our, our church's Facebook page and our YouTube page, Metter UMC, and on MetterUMC.com on our online worship page. Um, it's going to stream live at 6:30. Um, but you'll be able to find it anytime after that. If uh, so, the the twenty first. That's the twenty first Monday, the twenty first December twenty first. That's the longest night of the year. Um, and so, anyways, so uh, yeah, join us. Join us for that. Yeah, um, it's a great reminder that there is a community out there that you're not alone if you're hurting. Mm. Um, but it's also a great reminder that there truly is light that has pierced the darkness. And so, yeah. and, and I'm glad Brett, that you mentioned this and Alan, that you're doing this service because, um, one of the, I don't, I don't like it when as the church, we pretend mm. and then our pretending doesn't touch ground in real life. Mm-hmm. Like if we are all, all, all excited all the time and not acknowledging the stark realities of even the Christmas story itself, let alone what people are going through, then we have nothing to say, but we do. Christ mm-hmm. does. And so I'm really grateful that the two of you were able to do what you're doing. Yeah. Well, well, and the, you know, the, the one, the Christmas story, there's, there's some difficult stuff in it. Um, yeah. Oh yes. You know, and then you, you look at um, the faith journey of God's people. Brett was talking about the Psalms and I mean, there's a lot of struggle <clears throat> in the Psalms and people, um, you know, a lot of woes. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of weeping and gnashing throughout uh, scripture. There are, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, exactly. It is is easy to put on a smile and to um, sing all the nice, uh, fun, cute songs during the year, and uh, um, and sort of ignore or at least um, wipe over the difficulties of life that still exist, no matter what season we're in. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, the beautiful picture of this is that Jesus cares. I mean, he does. And as God's community, uh, we should care as well. And so that's that's the whole point of this. But, yeah, light has overcome the darkness, and that is the gospel message, honestly. So uh, so that's uh, Christmas. That's why we love it, and that's why it matters, and we're excited about this season. Let me just kind of give you an update as we come to a close on this Christmas extravaganza special here uh, uh, from the Podakesis podcast. Um, our regular episode uh, will come back uh, in January. The Podakesis boys are going to take a couple weeks off and spend time with family and do our pastoring thing for Christmas Eves. I personally have like 9,000 services I've got to do on <laughs> <laughs> leading up to Christmas Eve. So uh, uh, so we're going to be doing that. So we'll be coming back sometime at, towards the front end of January. So keep your eyes out uh, on our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, 
Twitter um, and our website for information about that when we come back with our regular episode in January, where we'll be taking on the next question of the Wesley's uh, revision of the shorter catechism. And let me just say on behalf of Alan and Jim, and I say it on behalf of them, but if they want to actually chime in on this too, um, I, sh- I shall unmute them and give them permission to do so. <laughs> um Thank you, thank you, thank you to the Podakesis community out there for your support for this podcast this year. I don't know about Alan and Jim, but um, I've been overwhelmed by it, honestly. Uh, when, when I had this idea and then I went to Jim and Alan with it, I, I really only thought 10 people would, might listen to us for two episodes and that would be yeah. it. The fact that we've got y'all out there, you're looking forward to it, you're communicating with us, um, it means the world to me. And uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart um, for everything. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And it really just, it gets to me. Uh, it really does. So uh, Jim Allen, ditto. do y'all want to, yeah, you did a, okay. I second that motion. <laughs> All right. Um, any discussion, Alan, on that before we vote on it? <laughs> I third. I third <laughs> we'll That's take it as a friendly. Alan's rule of order. Yes. Alan's rules of order. Because guess um, what, guys? It's all about me. There it is. That <laughs> hey, means it's passed. It's before passed. we close, I need to check in on our friend Alan. It's been a tough episode for you, Alan. <laughs> we started out and you began this episode saying that Christmas is all about you. But as usual, Brett. You were wrong. Stole he, Christmas. He was wrong. Yeah. Brett stole Brett Christmas. Stole Christmas. Oh. From you. But now you've heard, Alan, the true story of Christmas. How are you feeling? Well, I feel my heart growing. Three times larger. Uh, <laughs> ho, 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 ho. I may actually clip in there the Grinch stuff. I don't know. We'll see what happens in edit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so thank you all for your support and for everything. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you in January. And until then, this has been the Podakesis Podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one.